Many people who've experienced panic attacks try to protect themselves from their anxiety. They tell themselves, don't think about it. They resist it. They try to force themselves to feel better. They feel shame and embarrassment and try to keep it a secret from others. And they try to medicate it away with alcohol, nicotine, and other substances. These all make the anxiety worse. Fortunately, there is a way out for people with panic attacks. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today we're sharing some helpful information from Dr. David Carbonell, anxiety expert and author of the audiobook, Panic Attacks Workbook, a guided program for beating the panic trick. In this audiobook, Dr. David Carbonell explains the vicious cycle of habitual responses that lead to debilitating attacks. He offers detailed instructions to help you halt this process and free yourself from the cycle of panic attacks. In this episode, Dr. Carbonell explains the cycle of panic and talks about how resisting anxiety actually fuels fears. Prelude to an attack. There are some typical patterns to the onset of panic disorder. A first attack most often occurs when one is between the ages of 18 and 35, and often follows a period of significant changes associated with becoming an independent adult in such major areas of life such as work, residence, family, finances, and health. The first panic attack often follows taking a first full-time job, moving away from home, buying a home, getting married, and having children. Panic onset can also be a response to a long period of difficulty, such as severe depression, feeling trapped in a bad marriage or other situation, the death of a loved one, or prolonged stress associated with long periods of uncertainty about one's health, career, or financial well-being. But it doesn't take bad events to get panic disorder going. In fact, people frequently develop panic attacks when everything seems to be going well in their life and they're starting to attain their personal goals. This often puzzles them because they assume that panic would only come if they were having terrible troubles. Not so. Panic attacks can develop when you experience a lot of change in a small period of time, even if it's all welcome change. The Riddle of Panic One of the peculiarities of a panic attack is that it typically subsides and ends without harming the person or causing any of the calamities they fear. I'm sure you've heard this before. I mention it not because I expect it to relieve your fears, but because it can reveal an important aspect of panic. Why does that happen? Since people with panic disorder don't get crippled, killed, or driven mad by the panic attacks, why do they continue to be afraid of them? Why don't people eventually catch on and lose their fear without having to make any particular effort? This is a terribly important point, and I will return to it in Chapter 5. Demoralization 
The days and weeks after a first panic attack are often a demoralizing experience. It's not enough that you just went through a terrifying experience in which you thought you were dying or going crazy. You may also have encounters with physicians and other professional helpers who aren't well prepared to respond to this kind of problem. At best, they may treat you kindly and suggest you seek out a therapist or take some medication. At worst, they may be dismissive of a problem for which they're not trained and inclined to suggest that you just get over it or relax with a cup of tea and forget about it. But a person who fears death and insanity will not be cured by a cup of tea or even a warm bath. Your friends and family are probably also unprepared to be helpful unless they have some personal experiences with panic themselves. They may try their best to help you, but find that they just don't know how, and you may feel frustrated and unsupported. Avoidance and Anticipation You probably find that you worry about having another panic attack and struggle to get rid of those thoughts without success. You may already be making subtle changes in your daily routine in an effort to avoid another panic attack. For example, avoiding the site where the first panic attack occurred. Your sleep, appetite, and sense of well-being may be seriously disrupted in the aftermath of a first attack. The Panic Cycle Most people who have one attack will have more. There are a number of reasons for this, but one big one is that they emerge from the initial experience confused, demoralized, and worried about their future. This leads them to think and act in ways that they hope will protect them, but only make future attacks more likely. And then they get caught up in a spiral of fearful anticipation of panic attacks, efforts to protect themselves by avoidance and other responses that disrupt their life, and more attacks. This is the main reason so many people come to grief when they try to protect themselves from their anxiety. They tell themselves, don't think about it. They resist it. They try, somehow, to force themselves to feel better. They get angry at themselves. They feel shame and embarrassment about feeling anxious. They try to keep it a secret from others, and they try to medicate it away with alcohol, nicotine, and other substances. These all make the anxiety worse. It's not simply that resistance is futile. It's that resisting anxiety fuels the fears. Struggling against fear is like putting out fires with gasoline. Fortunately, there is a way out for people with panic attacks, whether the attacks are part of panic disorder, social phobia, specific phobias, or some other anxiety disorder. This way out will work for those of you who just had a first panic attack last week and for those of you who had their first attack 20 years ago. It'll work for you whatever you fear. Public speaking, parties, illness, highway driving, crowded stores, elevators, dogs, or whatever. You can recover from panic attacks and phobias. In the rest of part one, I'm going to help you develop a different view of how panic and phobias work, one that's more accurate and realistic. It's a view that will enable you to overcome panic attacks, phobias, and, to a lesser extent, worry and other manifestations of anxiety. It's a view that's very consistent with the rules that govern our internal world of thoughts, physical sensations, and emotions. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook Panic Attacks Workbook a guided program for beating the panic trick. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. 
and please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.